Hey all you listeners, it's Maylee Thomas and it's time for another Texas Homegrown Music and I've got a guest today by the name of Terry Klein that is just a remarkable songwriter, it really does paint a picture and boy I tell you, he's done a lot of things, I can't wait for you to hear about it we're going to spend the next oh, 50 minutes sharing that with you as well as some great music. So I want to get started, and before I do, I'm just going to tell you, I want to do a song called More Than Enough off of my last record that I released. And it's uh, it's just about how I am so appreciative that I have more than enough in my sweet husband, George Fuller, and my life that I live, and I hope you do too. And I hope that this time of year that you can be this grateful and thankful for all that you have. And certainly you can spend the next 50 minutes with us enjoying some music in the interim. So sit back and relax and let's get ready. Here's more than enough and we'll be right back with Terry Klein right here on Texas Home Club Music.
Where's Ellis? Well, hey, everybody. We're back on Texas Homegrown Music, and my guest is in the house now, Terry Klein. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. So, Terry, um, after doing some reconnaissance here and figuring out who you are, where you're from, what you're all about, we could probably do three or four shows just about you and this journey that you've made from... Um, Oh my gosh! From playing uh, the troubadour in in uh, California to being a trial lawyer and getting a, his feet wet in politics a little bit, all the way to this journey of being an incredible singer songwriter, and so I'm going to give it to you to give me a little background on what brought you this way. And I don't know if you can do it in 13 minutes, but we'll try. <laughs> I think so. I think I can cover it. I hope I can do it in half that time. Uh, but uh, and feel free to jump in if you have any questions. If anything I says raises an <laughs> something that you want to explore sure. further. But uh, uh, so uh, I was born in Boston, Massachusetts. My family, my mom and my stepfather, moved us out to Los Angeles, California, in uh, in 1984. Um, I was just turning 11. And so, uh, and so I went to, to high school, um, and a couple of years of college out in Los Angeles. And that's really where I, um, started to really fall in love with, with playing guitar. First okay. of all, um, um, you know, in seventh grade, uh, my stepsister introduced me to Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin. Ooh, that's a good start. And yep. Uh, and, uh, and so I took, I took some money I'd saved up down to Ace Music on Wilshire Boulevard in Santa Monica, California, and bought a $90 Les Paul copy um, and uh, and tried to learn um, some guitar. I took a couple of lessons, but it just didn't take initially, um, you know, when I was I was 12 or or 12 and a half or something like that. Uh, when I was 14, I heard I really discovered Van Halen. Oh my gosh. My um, husband would be thrilled to hear you say that. Cause he's a huge Van Halen fan. And, uh, and Van Halen made it stick, um, for me. Uh, you know, so, so I started practicing a lot and, um, and just enjoyed myself immensely. I was in a band with my best friend from the time I was 15 until I was 20. Um, we, other folks cycled through it, but, um, it started as being rock. It got kind of a little bit more into, into, this is so ridiculous on an Americana show, but it kind of evolved into like thrash funk, like Fishbone and the Red Hot Chili Peppers okay. and Primus. Um, we played at the Whiskey A Go-Go and the Troubadour and all that sort of stuff. And, but we were 20 years old and we didn't know what we were doing. So we broke up. Um, <laughs> uh, at that point, I, I I moved from Los Angeles to Ann Arbor, Michigan, to study at the University of Michigan. Okay. Um, and well, you uh, went from some really dis- sweet weather to some cold weather, brother. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. It was, and the and when I got there, it was like the coldest winter they'd ever seen. It was like <laughs> negative twenty seven. Welcome to Michigan. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I did that and and kind of tried to be a grown up for a while. Um, I moved my electric guitar around with me. Um, uh, I, I graduated from Michigan, uh, did really well there. Worked uh, on a Senate campaign in North Carolina, and then uh, on Capitol Hill for a congressman from Minnesota. Went to law school. 
somewhere in there in law school, I picked up an acoustic guitar. Okay. Um, and so I started moving moving that around with me, uh, but not really playing it a whole lot. Um, and uh, and just about exactly ten years ago, um, uh, I think I it was almost exactly ten years ago. Uh, I wrote my first kind of song, proper song. You know, when I was in the bands that I'd been in, I was kind of the primary riff writer. Okay. Um, and in hard rock music, you know, it's just like the riffs are, are the hooks. Oh, yeah. Well, my husband um, will tell you, in, in hard rock and in any guitar-oriented um, band, he says the lyrics are just there to pass the time till the guitar solo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but... Uh, um, so I, I wrote my first song in, in 2013, uh, in November of 2013, I wrote it for our younger daughter. Um, and, uh, a couple weeks later wrote another song in December and then starting in January of 2014, I started writing about a song a week. Um, was that and, something you uh, set out to do or was it just dropping in your soul? It was just dropping in my soul. There were, there were just a lot of kind of songs queued up in my head, okay. uh, in a sense. Um, and, uh, so I, I did that and, you know, wrote a lot of really bad songs, uh, which is a prerequisite, um, for writing good songs. And I, I, if there's one thing that, you know, people who are starting out when they ask me about, you know, how did it, how did this happen? I just, you have to be willing to let yourself write bad oh, songs, yeah. um, or paint bad paintings or write bad novels or whatever your, your medium is. Um, and, uh, so I did that. And then in March of 2015, um, I wrote uh, a song called Watchmen. Um, uh, and, uh, it was the first song that as I was writing it, I sort of felt like, um, I was just holding the pen in a sense. Wow. Um, and, uh, um, you know, all throughout this time, my wife is watching me do this. She's listening to my song. She's seeing how I change as a person. I think my literally my face changed the way that I, I you know, there was all this tension in my temples and all this sort of stuff in it. And that just went away. Um, and uh, and so I write Watchmen uh, and and I thought it was was good. I took it. I, I, I went to Nashville to start doing workshops in Nashville um, and, uh, and met with some publishers there and they were like, yeah, this is good. You're, you're, you're good at this. Um, came to Texas for a workshop in, uh, October of 2015. And that's where I met Walt Wilkins. Um, that's a pretty good a huge, connect right there. Yeah. It was a huge, huge thing for me. Um, uh, and, uh, I'm just so grateful to him. You know, he heard that he heard that song Watchmen and uh, and 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 liked it and kind of took me under his wing from there. Um, and uh, and when it came when it came time to to make a record, uh, which happened in early 2017, uh, he produced it and he produced the second one, too. Um but, uh, you know, I did that workshop with him here in Texas. I did another workshop in Nashville with an incredible songwriter named Mary Gaucher. Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, and um, and uh, they were really encouraging. Um, Rodney Crowell is kind of a family friend. Wow. Um, and he's been very, very encouraging along the way. Um, and, uh, and, you know, early 2015, mid-2015, 
uh, my wife um, subscribed to Austin Monthly Magazine. Uh, and she was like, well, I guess maybe, maybe we're going to move to Austin. Wow. Um, um, and, uh, and it, it ended up, it has ended up being an incredible move for all of us. Um, uh, so you the know, girls, I, I noticed, um, when we were talking off, uh, a little while ago that your girls are now, I think you said 19 and 15, 15. So they, yes. they obviously were, you know, they were, uh, Definitely got something from the Austin move because that's a completely different vibe. Yes. Oh, it, it, it's a totally different vibe. Um, we lived, uh, we had, we moved from Boston. I had moved back to Boston as an adult uh, and practiced law there for 15 years. And uh, we lived um, in a, a very, very Catholic neighborhood, very, very tight knit. You know, the, the, the women who lived next door had lived in in the house for eighty years. Oh my gosh! Um, you know, so uh, it was it was cold. Um, the winters were dark, um, and uh, and everything was old. Uh, we moved down here, and it's warm, and the winters are less dark. Though they're a little dark, um, and uh, and everything is new. Um, and, uh, and they both, um, were good sports about it. You know, I mean, when we, we moved in 2016, so our, uh, our older daughter was 12 and our younger daughter was eight. So, wow. Um, so they really have, um, they've gotten the real Texas way of, of growing up and also being in yeah. Austin. Austin's a lot more progressive than most other cities, obviously, as you know. And, um, yes. and I think I would love to be a teenager in Austin. I mean, I can't think of yeah. any better place to be a teenager than in Austin, Texas, where the arts are huge, the weather is wonderful, and there's this tight-knit um, collaboration with um, kids because it's just the Southern way. Yeah, it's um, it's been really good for both of them. Our, our older daughter, uh, you know, we talked about politics when she was – in high school, uh, she got involved with an organization called Youth in Government, uh, which is run by the YMCA, and she uh, became the youth lieutenant governor of the entire state of Texas um, and, uh, and sat in the Senate chamber and presided over, 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 the, over the youth in government proceedings there. Um, so that she had that. Um, our, our younger daughter is a runner. Um, and, uh, what a great place to be has, that you've got so many parks and so many opportunities yeah. and it's year round, but I'm going to play something off of your newest record, um, that you just released called, um, leave the light on. This is a song called shimmers and hums real quick. What I, you know, I know a song is a song for everybody different, but tell me a little bit about what was behind this. Uh, my stepfather passed away, uh, last December. And, uh, um, we had, uh, a difficult relationship, um, and, uh, and it, and we kind of made peace, uh, toward, you know, in the last 10 or 15 years. Um, but he passed away and, uh, and I just started writing a lot of songs about it, you know, um, a couple, two or three songs a week trying to figure that out. Um, and, uh, and finally, in April, I, I kind of hit on one that that felt like I that I could keep it. 
Um, and, uh, and so it's, um, that's, you know, we're going to talk about a, a bunch of songs, uh, today, I think. And, you know, that's, there are songs that are hard to write where you have to work real, real, real hard. And this was one of them. Um, I had to get this right because it was really important to me. Well, it's a beautiful song. I love it. And it grabbed my heart and I want to play it for everybody now. It's called Shimmers and Hums. If you're just tuning in, I'm talking with Terry Klein. He's out of Austin, Texas, by way of a lot of different places. But he's a Texan now. He's here on Texas Homegrown Music with this new record called Leave the Light On. This is Shimmers and Hums. We'll be right back to talk about more music that he's got out there. You're going to love it. Shimmers and Hums by Terry Klein. Yeah, that's us in the picture. Me with braces on my teeth. Hanging there on my shoulder I was 12 at most 13 It's unlikely I was happy There's a smile there on my face Some flaws can be forgiven Some things can't be replaced And there beneath the surface You can see What I had become The grief is like a millstone Grinding in my gut It's alright when it's working But it keeps on getting stuck Cause I still think that he's out there Doing the same old thing did not ashes in a metal box with blue duct tape on the lid I feel kind of like a monster when I smile up at the sun it shimmers With Terry Klein and um, 
what a beautiful journey, Terry, to get you to where you are today, writing um, and playing and recording music full time after so many different career paths and and finally landing on something where you can actually take everything that you've learned. I can only imagine what you took from all of those different platforms, from playing, you know, uh, to masses in um, when you were young, playing different kinds of styles of music, to being in the political arena, which I think I told you off the air, I am a little bit in that, just being because my husband is the mayor of a, of a city, and it's not a small city. We're almost a quarter of a, a you know, 250,000 people close to it. And, um, and I can tell you in today's dynamic, um, it's kind of, I don't know, there's, there's some days where I just wake up going, wow, is this where we are? Really? <laughs> you know, and, sure. and why can't we get along? And, uh, you know, I grew up at a time when it, nobody cared where, where your political stance was. It was really more about your relationships with your neighbor and your friends and family. Um, so I would imagine that you've got a lot uh, inside of you that you've that you can pull from even now, just based on what you, what you've been through on this journey. Yeah. Uh, I think that's right. I think that I, I don't know quite how to phrase it, but you know, working in politics, um, and working in the law, yeah. um, you learn a lot about, uh, what's important to people. Um, and, uh, and what's less important to people, uh, what makes them tick, um, what makes them laugh, um, and, uh, that kind of insight, um, I think it, it finds its way into my writing. Um, I don't think I've written a single song about any case I ever worked on or any political thing that I was engaged in. I, I, I don't think I've, I've done that at all. Um, but, uh, you know, you meet characters along the way especially on Capitol Hill. Like they don't get their legislators don't get to Capitol Hill without being character. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, I just and, know uh, what, um, what we had to go through just on a local campaign and doing it twice. And, you know, cause we're, he's, George is in the second term. And also in today's world with social media, gosh, I mean, mm. you know, you just put yourself out there and just because you're running for a, a service oriented position, I guess everybody feels like they can just attack you and, and however they want and you've got to take it. But that's another whole show. But I would imagine yeah. that um, being there and being around, especially um, in, in uh, D.C., you've got so many different influences coming in there, not just politically. I mean, D.C. is a hub for so many people coming into our to, to the, our country. There's a sphere of influence from so many different cultures. Yeah, D.C., um, it's a great place to live in your 20s. Um, uh, there is, and you know, it's, it's kind of not, I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, Henry Rollins is, is from there, the band Fugazi, you know, they were friends. Um, uh, and you know, those two bands, especially really, there's just sort of this, this incredible kind of meeting point for a whole lot of different genres and ideas. And I think there, the thing about DC is, is, and I'm not sure how it is now, but, um, it is kind of a meeting place for ideas generally, you know, and it's where ideas kind of do battle and we figure out, you know, which is going to win out. And so there's a tremendous amount of discussion. Um, and, uh, 
Um, it's just a, and it's a beautiful old city too. Um, you know, it is a beautiful old city. I've been there several times and I'm always just blown away when I think about the people that actually walked those streets and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, have been in those hallways and there's very, something very, um, serene about it. Um, in fact, I'll be there in in January for the U S conference of mayors. And, um, and, and that, alone brings me to a place where I recognize that as people, you know, what I love about music, Terry, is that it brings people together on a, on the same playing field. And I I wish we could, we could take that into our lives in more areas. Well, that's why I started doing it. Um, and, and, and why I jumped in with both feet. Uh, um, you know, there's a, 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 I'm not a self-help person and I'm not a TED talk person, but there's a great TED talk by Brene Brown, um, on YouTube about vulnerability and connection. Um, and the fact that the way to connect with other human beings is to be vulnerable, to share your vulnerability with them. Um, that is the singular, um, purpose. That is my kind of pole star in this whole endeavor is the idea of, of being as vulnerable as I can um, so that people will connect with it because all we have is each other. Um, and, you know, our time on Earth is just like this microsecond, Gosh, I know. <laughs> relatively, you know. Um, and all, all we know that we have is each other. Um, so, um, rather than me sending angry emails and going to court and yelling at people and all that sort of stuff, I thought, and I, I, I can almost remember the day it happened. I just thought, I I don't want to do this anymore. I want to connect with people because we're all we have. Well, and so tell me this though, because I know you, you, you know, we talked about a little bit about it, that you uh, practice law. Um, which side of the of it were you on? I was a business litigator. Okay. Um, so I, I did I did trials and and arbitrations and and things like that. Um, uh, and they were, it was about business disputes. Well, it was about disputes, obviously. And oh, yeah. um, so, what you know? Tell me if there's anything that you took away from that. What What's the one thing that you think you took away more than anything else about human humanity? And um, talk about vulnerability, because you know you're you're there opening up things to, that they have to admit to or not admit to that makes them extremely vulnerable. And people get very, um, not just cautious, they can, it can get extremely, you know, agitated over that. Oh, sure. And that had to be hard on you. Yeah, it, it, it was. I think the thing that I have, it was really hard for me because I'm naturally a very conflict averse person. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was hard. I think the thing that I've taken from it more than anything else is that um, you can't tell a person what to believe. You can't tell a person what to conclude. Um, I mean, you can sort of tell them, but it has to happen after you've presented them with the facts you know, with, with the real cold heart facts. And then they listen to those facts um, or they listen to, you know, what the case law says about those facts. And there's really only conclu- one conclusion they can come to. It's, and, and I don't, you know, none of my songs, I don't think, 
um, are topical. I don't do politics and songs. I don't, um, uh, you know, I have respect for people who do, but I do not. Um, because it veers into that, that telling somebody what to think rather than just presenting them with a story and letting them reach their own conclusion about that story. Um, I think that is where connection happens. Um, and again, connection is what it is all about for me. Well, I, there's no better way to connect with people, I don't think, than music. And I and I say that because I watched it and I've seen it and I and I know that um, I you know I've been in pl- in meetings and places where you have people that in normal situations when I say normal in life situations would be in, in in so much adversarial position, but when they go to a concert they can sit there together and enjoy it without even entering into that. And so I think that we have a, such a beautiful way of really reaching people through music in a, in a, where we can't in any other way. And, and just like you said, everybody has the right to their own opinion and their own belief. And my, you know, my motto in life is to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. And so everything that I do, I try to bring more peace and love and kindness in every situation that I have, even in a conflict. You know, I I can tell you this, that I can certainly get more out of somebody if I speak to them in a very respectful, you know, loving tone than I can if I you know, come down on them. I understand there's times where you have to be that way. But the beautiful thing about music is we get to we get to speak emotions through song and people can feel it. And that's what I love yeah. about your music, Terry. I mean, um, listening to your songs, I can tell you're just an old soul and you really are singing things that um, that you've had an enlightenment on. Yeah, um, I appreciate you saying that. Um, uh, I... You know, I just chase them. Um, I, I I sit on on my couch in this glamorous writing room that you can see behind me, and I uh, and and I see what comes on a given day. Well, it's a beautiful thing, and I love it. And I want to share some more with our listening audience. Um, I'd like to play this too. Shall pass. Um, you know, I I liked it because I liked the I liked that it was moving a little bit, and I know that you know your style is a lot more like a um, I don't know. It's definitely an Americana feel to me, um, which we've kind of made up in, in in the music world to to meld folk right. and country and um, you know s- songwriting uh, prowess. But uh, tell me a little bit about this song and what it means to you, and then of course everybody else is going to take it on what it means to them. Right. Uh, this one, um, I've been, been reading some novellas by an author from the upper peninsula of Michigan named Jim Harrison. Um, and, uh, and he has a lot of, of, uh, of hard characters in it and rough people rough and people down on their luck. Um, and so I must've internalized that because I was sitting on, on my couch in my writing room one morning and just the line skunk face McGee walked into the bar popped into my head. That's the first line uh, yep. as people will hear. Yep. And, and I was just like, okay, let's see where this goes. Um, and, uh, um, one of the, and so, and so I, I just sort of followed the thread and it ended up, um, being, there's a, a Persian parable about a King, 
uh, who um, who gathers the wisest people in the kingdom and asks them to come up with a phrase that works in all situations, and they come up with this too shall pass. Okay. So it works in happy moments and in sad moments. So there's that parable, and then there's a, a, a Zen parable of the farmer um, that also uh, informs this 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 tune it's just sort of about you know something can seem like it's good news um but you just kind of have to wait and see and something can seem like it's bad news but you just kind of have to wait and see um and uh and i love the track i love how it came out um it sounds super cool you know i had a couple of rockers on the last record too um and uh and i loved those so i'm glad this is out there well i love it this too shall pass you guys are listening to terry klein right here on texas homegrown music and we'll be right back Lux. 
Well, I know you guys are big fans, and you're going to look him up now. Terry Klein, it's spelled Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, Klein, C-L-E-I-N. and K-L-E-I-N. Yeah, K-L. What did I say? C? Sorry. C. K-L-E-I-N. Yeah, okay. Oh, my goodness. I'm sitting here <laughs> looking at it, and I said the wrong letter. Um, but let's talk about um, any shows you've got coming up. I know that so you play, uh, um, you've got a monthly show you do there in Austin. You're going to do something in Quitman. Yes. So I'll be in Quitman, Texas and East Texas on December 16th at a venue called the Tatler, um, which is a wonderful venue and it's a wonderful community. And I've, I've made a bunch of friends there. I'm looking forward to that. I'll have a fellow named Owen Tyner playing mandolin with me at that oh, show. Oh, cool. Um, that'll be nice. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, and then uh, the next big one, you know, for, and this is Houston, uh, is um, in early Jan- in mid-late mid, January. I think it's the Tuesday the 23rd. I hope I have that date right. I'm playing at the Mucky Duck in Houston um, with my friend Jordy Bison. Oh, cool. Well, a lot of people um, lot listening to the show are very familiar with the Mucky Duck down there, and that's a cool, vibey little place. So you guys yeah. in the area, make sure you get there. We're going to get him up here in uh, the Dallas area, North Dallas area for sure pretty soon, and I'll let you guys know about that when that happens. But right now, I want to talk about um, this song called Does the Fish Feel the Knife? I, as soon as I heard this, it reminded me of when I was a child and all the questions that I had. And uh, it's a beautiful tune. I, I think you told me that you wrote it because a friend of yours said that his daughter asked him that question. Yeah, I was on tour um, in the spring of 2019. Uh, my college roommate lives in Lynchburg, Virginia. We were sitting on his back porch uh, late one evening uh, uh, drinking bourbon. And uh, I was complaining about the fact that my daughter uh, is a vegetarian. <laughs> um, and uh, and he said to me, he said, well, when my daughter was five, she asked me the question, Daddy, does the fish feel the knife? And she's a vegetarian, and I can't quibble with that. Um, and that phrase, does the fish feel the knife, just kind of echoed in my in my head. I put a little memo into my phone about it. And that was the last stop on the tour. So it was 2,000 miles back to Austin from there uh, or 1,500 or whatever. And uh, and so I had that whole drive to sort of think about what that song would, would, would be like. Um, you know, there we've talked about like a couple different writing scenarios for me. We've talked about the... Uh, the ones where it's a struggle and I spend months on it. We've talked about the ones where I'm just sitting in my, on my couch and, and, and it just sort of tumbles out of me. Um, and, uh, and then there's songs like, does the fish feel the knife, which, you know, happen on the road. Um, you know, that's one of the real gifts of what I get to do is I get to spend a lot of time with a lot of people in a lot of different places. Um, and people talk and they say things and they tend to be pretty interesting if you're listening yeah. Um and uh and I I was happy to be listening in that moment because you know we're not supposed to pick favorites. <laughs> um uh but uh I don't 
I don't think I've written anything better than does it. Well, I tell, tell you what, you it's that. definitely one of my favorites. And that's why I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about it and let people know that you're, you're not just a songwriter um, because you pulled something out of thin air. A lot of this stuff is actually comes from life experience and some deep thought and you can tell it and it really speaks to my soul. And I'm so, so glad that I got to meet you, Terry. And um, I feel like a better person Thanks. because of it so all of you guys out there please avail yourself to his music terry klein um and and if you see him playing in an area make the trip it's worth it look him up on youtube there's a few things out there as well on that and we'll be playing his music periodically here i don't know if you have a christmas song but if you do send it to me i'd love to i'd love to spin it um so send it to me. I'll, I'll play it for, on my Christmas show, which is going to be, um, I think, next weekend is when I'm going to be playing my Christmas music. So let's okay. be sure to do that. Um, thank you so much, Terry. Right now, does the fish fill the knife? When we come back on Texas Homegrown Music, I'll let you know what's next. Well, does the fish feel the knife? That's what she asked me I did not know How I should respond She asked me again Said, Daddy, did you hear me? And the answer that I gave Get it wrong And most things seem kind of simple Till you poke at him even just a little Does a fish feel the knife? What happens when we die? Is it kind of like sleeping? She asked me this And I was at a loss Driving home from a wake Early in the evening Seeing her staring up at Jesus on the cross And you can't say no one knows Not to a girl who's four years old Does a fish feel the knife? You need a license to drive a car To shoot a buck, to cut a man's hair Send you home, good luck, take care Does the fish feel the knife? Well, Daddy, who's that man? Why's he always on the corner? She asked me as we sat there at the light sign spare a dime or a quarter and there's so much in this world that just ain't right we let folks slip through the cracks no I wasn't gonna tell her that doesn't this feel the knife you need a license to drive a car to shoot a buck to cut a man's hair 
A 15-year-old sensation by the name of Ty Smith in a song called Wonderland. And if you're not familiar with him, you're going to be. This kid's been traveling around the country with his dad and uh, homeschooling in the car by day and playing clubs at night in places where he has to get the special wristband because he's not old enough to be in there. But I'm so happy for him. He's opening for a lot of great acts, and he's really got something going on. And uh, when you can start writing songs like that at such a young age, that's pretty cool. So... I think you'll enjoy him, so try to find him on a on a trip somewhere and see about him. Ty Smith, T-Y-S-M-I-T-H. Well, Terry Klein was such a joy to get to know, and anybody that's been able to get through life 
being in a metal band, listening to growing up, listening to great country and American uh, Americana music, but starting out playing in a metal band, then then becoming a trial lawyer and getting into politics, and now full time music. You know, he's got a lot to write about, and he certainly does a great job of it. So. Thank you, Terry, for being with us today, and I hope you guys will get out there and buy his music and go see him when he's playing around, and that's Terry Klein, T-E-R-R-Y-K-L-E-I-N, right here on Texas Homegrown Music. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. I certainly want to say thanks again to my sponsors. Couldn't do it without them. It's Burris Injury Law and Cadillac Pizza Pub here in downtown McKinney, Texas, and, of course, the Guitar Sanctuary Uh my husband and I love that place. We love uh, being able to bring music to people and the venue that's there. So you guys avail yourself of some of those shows and be a part of all this live mu- music that's playing in the Texas area. That's the way these people are ma- able to make a living these days is by going out and uh, buying tickets to see their show and buying their merchandise when they're there. So I'm going to play a new song on the close of this song of this uh, show just to let you know that I do actually listen to these submissions that you send in. And this is by Bronson Lewis, a new song called Happiest Hour. We're going to close the show with it. Peace out, everybody. Remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. And I hope you'll be with me next week right here on Texas Homegrown Music. Your skin so soft speaks to me. use it so happily Now I fear I'm drunk in all your ways The most precious to me But no time to pay I'm a lucky man to have a few Friends, think I'm most that you came around. When we kiss, my world's on fire. I'll stay at home with you this happiest hour. I love seeing you in this light Oh, you know how to bring that smile Into the world Your colors shine, shine, girl Oh, the pictures you paint With me the most beautiful sight I'm a lucky man to have a few friends Thank God the most that you came around And when we kiss my world's on fire I'll stay at home with you this happiest hour
lucky man to have a few friends Think I'd lost that you came around When we kiss my world's on fire Passing it home with you this happiest hour Happiest of us. 